You ready to do this? Sure. Okay, let's do it. All right. Trekaholic. Men, welcome back to Trekaholic. I'm here once again with my friend from Vancouver, Canada, Brent Chap. Hey, Brent. Hi there. How are you doing, Elby? Good. Happy Star Trek Day. This is a yeah. cool, exciting day. Wow. This is now, like what, Christmas for geeks and nerds. So what makes it Star Trek Day? Is this the anniversary? September 8th, 1966. I should know this, right? Uh, 54 and 54 year anniversary of the first episode of Star Trek airing, The Man Trap. That's the one with the salt vampire. Ooh, which was referenced last week's episode of Lower Decks. Which was pretty awesome. I got that right away, and uh, so did my kid. So that means I'm doing a good job as a nerd parent. Um, <laughs> she's like, play the one with the salt vampire again. I'm like, why? It's good, but not that good. <laughs> but she likes it so. Um, she's like, wow, Star Trek's older than you. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something is, right? Um, so, yeah, 54 years we've had Star Trek in our lives. What do you think about that? It's awesome. It's my whole life, so. Yeah. So, uh, it, uh, what year were you born, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 82. 82. Wow. So. Uh, Carry the two. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Star Trek. The motion picture had come out, of course. Maybe Star Trek Two. What year was Star Trek Two? Eighty two. Could have been eighty two. Uh, no, Star Trek Five or Six was five. That was with the same time as Next Gen. Okay. So somewhere. What was the first Star Trek film you saw in the theater? I saw Generations. Okay. So all, okay. all the way from Generations to Nemesis, I saw all four of those. I guess. My First one I saw in the theater was Star Trek Four, or as most of the world calls it, the one with the whales. The one with the whales. Yes. So the other ones I saw on uh, VHS, HBO, things like that, before we had Actually, access to everything. My, my wife has very little interest in Star Trek. I always feel like I'm going to try to introduce her to the one with the whales. Dude, uh, every everybody, yep, people don't want to watch Star Trek, but then they watch the one with the whales, and they're like, this is awesome! So... Okay, so part of Star Trek Day was, uh, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, there's a pandemic going on. So uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con was canceled in person, so they did a online event, and it seemed to work out okay. And, and Comic-Con at home. Comic-Con at home, which I watched a lot of, but it was weird that uh, there were a lot of the panels were just like those panels that you walk by and you go, oh, that's interesting if I had time, but I want to see this panel. But they were all there, so you couldn't miss any of them, but some of them were missable. Uh, and then DC did, uh, what was it called? The Thunderdome or the Ooh. DC Dome or something okay. where it was just all DC stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And then I guess Star Trek was like, hey, we got something. So it It's a neat mindset. What's going to happen in the long-term, long-term future? Are we going to continue doing these streaming online or share the panels after the fact? I was thinking about that because I actually enjoyed the online panels more so than the in-person panels. The good thing about the in-person panels is you're like, wow, like Brent Spiner's right there. Michael Shanks is right there, you know? Uh, and like you can interact with them for 20 seconds and get a picture for 50 to to $100. But um, 
what I like better about the panels being online was we had actual professional hosts and not just moderators, but a lot of times moderators ask the audience to ask questions. And <laughs> in every single panel, there's always at least one, but sometimes five just awkward questions that people don't know how to ask or they're not even asking a question. And if they end up asking a question, they ask something that has been answered 20,000 times. And you're like, yeah. you know, you had a chance to ask something new. It's new to them, probably. They're new fans and nothing against them or any difficulties they have in asking questions. But it's just like, oh, my goodness, you just prompted that story again, again, again. Or you hear, what's your favorite episode? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, jeez, You know, and people, people like me that will watch every single panel that they're ever in, they know most of the stories already. So that's one of the things I liked about this. You didn't have those cringe moments. But also, we heard a lot of things in these panels that aren't the normal stories they tell at every single convention. That's so true. I found that interesting. And I just want to give a big shout out to the host. What do you think? Uh, Will Wheaton and uh, Micah Burton, was it? Uh, Will, Mika, uh, Mika, Mika Mika Burton. Mika Burton, um, LeVar Burton's daughter. I thought she did yeah. amazing. Will Wheaton's I, always awesome. But I, I first time I uh, knew about uh, LeVar Burton's daughter. Yeah, I didn't even know who she was. I just I saw her the name, and I'm like, huh, I wonder who she is. And I search it. I'm like, oh, the first thing Google says is LeVar Burton's daughter. Like, oh. <laughs> and uh, she's living at home, or at least she was shooting at home, or maybe they're quarantining together, whatever. Yeah. I like the part where they uh, green-screened or blue-screened, keyed out her uh, room color. Uh, what was that, the Voyager panel? Yeah, I think it was Voyager panel because we had the blue. So um, I think it was uh, Tuvok there. Um, Tim Russ yes. commented on that. <laughs> and then they did it. So uh, I was under the impression that it was going to be streamed on CBS All Access, but it wasn't. So I was confused. So I, I, yeah, I, I huh? I thought it said so on their website as well. Yeah, so. it said uh, it was, uh, well, I ended up watching it at StarTrek.com slash day, I think yeah. it was. That's where I'd watched. And uh, that's the only place I could find it. So I had to get out the daughter's Chromebook and just hook an HDMI cord, hook it into the surround sound that went to the TV and everything. Um, but it worked. Uh, it was a little, uh, I felt like Scotty for a minute, you know, <laughs> putting things together last minute. Because I'm, I'm just used to like Roku and Chromecast and you can just watch anything. But maybe next year. But, uh, oh, proof. <laughs> and I think at first it was only available in the U.S., but then at the last minute they opened the panels up to the world or something. Yeah, the panels at least were wide open up here, so I just I refreshed the page and I could see them. So okay, but it didn't play happy. the episodes. Yeah, I didn't see the episodes to play. Okay, so. yeah, they did a twenty-four hour marathon, so they played a lot of good I episodes. Saw that. Yeah, but uh, so I had the episodes back on in a, on in the background until the panels came on, and then it was like. Instantly watch it. Uh, did you watch it once, twice, three times? I watched them all once. Okay. So I watched I a few of them. I watched them twice and then I listened to it once because sometimes okay. you catch more when you listen and don't watch. So no, probably. I really enjoyed it. If you had to tell somebody about the Star Trek Day panels, what would be the one thing you would like have to tell them right away? Like your big biggest takeaway from Star Trek Day panels? I would almost say Discovery. Um, it's only one, well, I guess Lower Decks a bit, but Discovery actually felt like they shared what's coming. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to get that future glimpse. The others were just, actually a lot of them were just fun to watch, to see the, the actors. Um, DS9 was a little bit sad, almost. But yeah, but how could it not happy be, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, 
that's that's how the um, the panel started. I think it started with Discovery. And uh, after Alex Kurtzman talked for a little bit, which I love his kitchen, by the way, I want his house. I don't know. I, and something I noticed about rich people, they have very little things. They don't have things. It's well, like, they have big houses, so they spread it out. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe I just have a small house. It's three bedroom, yeah. two bath, but it, everything. Yeah, he has three kitchens or something. Maybe. So that's his like background kitchen. That's his, <laughs> his Zoom kitchen. But it was nice. It would be nice. <laughs> um, but then uh, they, um, uh, Micah, Mika? Mika. Mika introduced um, Shaniqua Martin-Green. Yeah. And so she introduced the Discovery trailer. And I was looking forward to Discovery being on because, you know, new Star Trek is always great. But um, I wasn't excited. But I was looking forward, but I wasn't excited. And after I saw this trailer, I was excited. This trailer was like, wow, I can't wait till Star Trek Discovery starts. And that's something new for me. Yeah, I um, I actually hadn't seen the trailer previously. I think that was the first yeah, time I, I knew of it being premiere, airing. I I but I actually saw a review the day before talking oh, about the trailer. Okay. So, so some, I hadn't seen some, it before some people had seen it earlier. Um, so I knew a couple Maybe of media, t- possibly. I don't know. But yeah, I saw they 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 commented on a few of the aspects of the trailer in in an article I read. So I was neat to see the trailer itself. Mm-hmm. I I'm. I'm looking forward to the new season. I it looks like it's going to be something new. Yeah, something new, something different. It's in the future, almost a thousand years. Uh, thirty-one eighty-eight. Thirty-one eighty-eight. And what? Where did we leave off in what was it? Voyager or, or I guess Picard now? What did so we leave off in Picard? They're at about twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four. Was it? Yeah, twenty-three ninety. Twenty-three ninety. So it's, it's almost a thousand years, right? Yeah, 800, I guess. Okay, so we'll say 800. And I, I like what they did because, I mean, it's really hard to go 800 years in the future of the future and figure out what the future is going to be like because it's so hard to predict the future because it changes so fast now Yeah, that it might not even be recognizable or comprehensible. Compre- comprehensible. Can you help me with that word? Comprehensible? I'm, 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 Darn it. Now, now I heard you say it wrong. I'm going to have to get Christopher in here because he's good at words. Uh, comprehensible. Sounds like a good it? word. Comprehensible? I think you got it. It wouldn't be comprehensible to our brains. So I think when like everything is like disintegrating and nothing's nothing's working anymore and everything's old and broken, I think that's a good way to go because we can understand that. Well, and that's the um, go-to when you go far enough in the future. Just history itself repeats itself. So that's true. We, uh, we have Middle Ages, we have depressions, we have mm-hmm. um, renaissances. Mm-hmm. So in theory, next-gen era may have been the Renaissance mm-hmm. or a good era. Yeah. And they Picard showing that the galaxy's falling apart a bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to have a revival at some point. But well, if the even the next uh, Voyager canon sticks through of the future um this is 2700 or something i believe the time cops are coming from temporal yes the temporal police so they have the everything's in order at that point yeah and then there's a fall i guess another fall and so that's what we're seeing so they call they refer to it as the burn the burn what do you think the burn is they they said in the panel that it wasn't oh wait who is in this panel let's talk about it uh series stars sonequa martin green and david Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Aja, Ajala. Ajala. And co-show runners, executive producers, Alex Kurtzman and Michelle Paradise. I can pronounce Paradise. Yeah. Yay. So um, 
Uh, I was gonna say, so it's the the day the galaxy took a hard left. Mm-hmm. That's what we learned. So what does that mean? We'll they, find out. They said it wasn't the Federation imploding in on itself. It was something that happened. Yeah, and the so Federation still they, exists, just in a different form. Yeah, and you you get right from that them talking in there. They're we're gonna find out. We're gonna learn throughout the series, whether it's the seat this season or the, over the couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I have a funny feeling, but they were very um, obscure in what they said. Mm. Which I don't blame them. Yeah, you you don't want to ruin for us because we want to be surprised. But there is going to be it was some kind of natural disaster. Like uh, I was thinking, it's not it's too soon for the Andromeda Galaxy and the Milky Way Galaxy to start. You know, that's true. Colliding. But there's there the sad thing is trying to make guesses. There's so many things that we could think of, and mm-hmm. probably none of it would be true. Mm-hmm. One thing they did say though is you'll see a lot of the alien races we know, mm-hmm. um, but they will not be the same races we knew. I noticed a Kelpian. Human hybrid, maybe? I, maybe, yeah. More I, human, I, unless they're evolving, or maybe that was the other race that was feeding on the Kelpians. Oh, I didn't think know. of that. I actually just thought it was a hybrid of some form. Hybrid? Or, or the fact that now that they've embraced um, their aging and their growth, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's a next gen, next, almost like a next um, evolution of their species. Oh, could be. Um, yeah. The, uh, Looks like Saru's captain. Oh, yeah. So. Um, actually, I noticed and that's always been one neat one with uh, Michael. Um, Michael Burnham. Burnham. She's not uh, maybe ensign. She's low or lieutenant. She's yeah, low rank. No idea. She, she, she even she enlisted. Might have some almost. Beckett Mariner going on. She was knocked down because she was she was a prisoner when the yeah. show started. But it. But yet she has. She's a bridge officer, and she almost like she talks like she's the second officer or the captain half the time. Well, well, yeah, so. well, now it's just them, so they can make up their own rank, right, and their yeah. own structure. That's true. Pretty much. They they do within there. They show her putting on a new com badge and mm-hmm. putting her donning her uniform again. So is that? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they were going to show her them ranking her in some way. But the com badge, you only get about a quarter second glimpse of it, but it looks new. It looks. But Jordan. Yeah, it looked like the Bajoran yeah, one. I was just gonna yeah, say. I saw that, which makes me wonder if maybe Bajoran, Bajoran's, uh, Bajor might be the leading culture Power. in the Federation now. Um, so we got some neat things to look forward to. The ship's crashed. So yeah, and they even said in the panel they're going to be, that's the first step they're doing is looking to get it up. Obviously, they fix it because in that short trek where the, the ship's been there for a thousand years waiting for them. Oh. It's intact, right? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be. Well, you can't really call it Star Trek Discovery if they don't have Discovery. Right. So the Discovery's fixed in that episode. That short trek takes place after this, correct? I I would assume so. Because, they never. I don't think they ever put a date in that one. So. Okay. Yeah, I know, but we're supposed to think something. What do you think of Book? Uh, he seemed like an interesting character. I liked the actor on the panel. I, he seemed really cool. I so he was actually in Star, uh, Supergirl two seasons ago, I think, for about half a season. So he hung Manchester. out. He hung out by your work. <laughs> uh, possibly, yeah. You had lunch I with never him. saw him. You had lunch but with he, him and didn't know who he was. Yeah, he was. I loved him in that show. His character, he was that just that could neutral evil kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. He's a bad guy. You're not even sure, but he just played the character and the role so well. And they're making him look like he's going to be playing a similar character here. Mm. So now, now you're gonna want to make me go watch Supergirl. Uh, it's got it's a rough, Ally McBeal in it, does uh, First season. Callista Flockhart. Oh, she's not in yeah. it anymore. No, I think when CBS dropped it and um, 
uh, CW picked it up or whatever. It's, no close they lost. to Lockhart. Okay, that was they the reason I was going to watch it because <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Alan McBeal fan. So, um, But no, um, yeah, so we see also a Vulcan in there. It looked, was uh, there? I think, yeah, I think Saru's talking to her. Oh, I might have missed that part. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, of course, we have the uh, the uh, transgender character, which I don't know their yep. names. And, and, uh, a, and a non-binary, non-binary um, character. I forget their names as well. I should have had those in front of me. Well, we haven't even seen the episodes yet. We just saw a trailer. But uh, yeah. th- that's going to be in the third and fourth season or episodes they're introduced. Uh, so that I look forward to that. It looks like they might be a couple or friends. I'm not sure. Maybe. They hold hands. One of them's a trill. Yes. So, so the trill. Uh, is that the transgender one maybe? That might be interesting. I don't know. I I actually thought it was a non-binary, but I could oh, be could wrong. Be. It but, could be. But yeah. um, my first hope, and they kind of, uh, people ask the question, or I think uh, Mika asked the question in there, are we going to see any characters we know? And they just kind of hummed or said, we'll see. <laughs> um, so the first question is, is the uh, Trill, are we gonna, if we're seeing Trill, are we going to see a Dax? Dax. That would be cool. Because a Dax could still technically be alive. Uh, I don't yeah. know if we know the symbiote lifespan. We know it's a lot longer than a humanoid, but we don't know how. But much they're longer. in the trailer towards the very end. You see somebody floating in like a pool of like white milky water, mm-hmm. and that was also remind me of the trail. What if it is Dex? Yeah, that would be. That would be cool. That that would be cool. Oh man, I just got chills. I had no idea about <laughs> that. I didn't even think about that. Okay. So. Um, uh, the other thing that I noticed about this trailer, there was so much in this trailer, um, was uh, the section thirty-one thing because yeah. uh, uh, a lot of talk has been how is Giorgio Emperor Giorgio going to get back to uh, the future our present in the show the before past. The, pa- yeah, how is she going to get to the past to be part of section 31 but then in the, those couple seconds of her interacting with people they all seem to be in black leather jackets so I'm thinking is this section 31 show going to take place in that far future? In the year 31. Yeah. Right. Ooh. ooh. 3100s. Ooh. I don't know. I didn't even, I just thought of that now. Cause how is she going to get back? Maybe she doesn't. Maybe that show takes place in, in that future time too. I don't know. And the actor that was in the bar or whatever, that's, Basically, uh, told her you have no rights here. Mm-hmm. That's he. He's been in a few um, series. I've seen him in various shows over the years. So it makes me wonder if he and he's actually played a main main character. So it makes me wonder if he's joining the show or if he's going to be recurring. Mm. Um, I don't know. I like the, the I like the oh. when they had the the doctor and they were talking about how they're like a dysfunctional crew, but they've accepted it or something. <laughs> <Say> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. So it, that shows like the dynamic of it. I, yeah. I always, I guess, uh, I've always liked the characters and I've liked their interactions. I just haven't been uh, intrigued by the story arcs, maybe, is the best way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that new doctor when she joined. I get she I liked almost her. Made me, I liked her, but she may really felt like a female version of McCoy yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that she was – she seemed to be herself, like – and not just like reading dialogue or – you know, hitting her mark, saying her line, okay. but she seemed to say, okay, this is my scene. I'm just going to be me in it or whatever character she picked in it. And I yeah. like that about her. So, so one thing I did find in this whole feel of the trailer though, was mm-hmm. every time we saw, even though the galaxy's falling apart, mm-hmm. and life looks rougher, tougher there. The crew seemed happy. They were friends. They were hugging. They showed them always, almost every scene had them cheering in some way or, 
making a joke. So it makes you wonder if it's going to be more of an upbeat tone, maybe with the our crew. That could be it. Less less yeah. drama and suspense for the sake of music cues. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> just maybe having an adventure. Maybe they 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 they're probably going to try to bring the Federation back to. Andromeda style? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Done better? <laughs> or right? Maybe. Maybe that's a Andromeda thing. I didn't even put that together. So, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's, that's a very huge parallel. And they're both from Gene that, Roddenberry, so. Yeah. Um, now, the one thing that I didn't really follow, and I'm sure they on purpose, is the giant tree scene. It looked like there's a giant tree and everybody's walking up and showed them, like, touching the tree. I missed I that right part. Near the end. I totally missed it, even though I watched oh. it three times. So I'm curious what that's about. Hmm. Uh, but I, th- but I think the most important thing they introduced in that whole entire panel was the fact that we have a a fourth character also introduced, Grudge the cat. Oh yeah, that big huge cat. Yeah, that's a Maine Coon. They're I think they said 19 pounds or something. Yeah, and 40 inches. Yeah. What is what is that in metric? 3.1 stone meter. So 40, it's about 40 inches. 40 inches. <laughs> um yeah that looked pretty cool uh it's it's always cool and i guess that's books cat it looks like from the yeah because the, the the photo the publicity photo is uh the cat on his shoulders so if i ever get a cat that'll be the name of it i guess what was the name a grudge a grudge yeah so it'll, that'll be interesting i wonder i wonder if it's not just a cat what if it's like that witch from cat's paw <laughs> <laughs> cat or something or from uh assignment earth That'll be a shapeshifter. Shape, shapeshifter. Probably just a cat. <laughs> Fan theories around the cat. Um, uh, so uh, what did you think about the panel altogether? Uh, I liked, uh, what was her name? Michelle Paradise. That was the first time I saw of her, heard of her. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think I've heard her name, which I don't know. I think from the panel, she'd been in the last season two, at least, mm-hmm. or season three. There, there was a uh, lot of shakeups behind the scenes for the first couple seasons. Yeah, um, she. I guess I really liked it overall. The panel they mm-hmm. felt they felt comfortable with each other and talking about it. Mm-hmm. You definitely can tell they're very careful in what they say because it's in a lot of ways. I think this is going to be almost a new show with characters we know. It seems like every season is a different uh, situation. Do you think uh, season three is going to carry through to season seven, or do you think at the end of every season they're going to reset I, everything again? I'm hoping that this actually continue, continues on. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, like this will actually be a, a running story now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they actually made a comment in there that this they are changing the story a little bit, I think. So this will be, I think, a little bit more episodic. Mm-hmm. It'll be still still going serial-based, but there'll be um, a little less story-heavy in doing that. So I guess, well, I guess we're going to have a strong overall story of probably rebuilding the Federation or something. Do you ever really think know. they'll go back to their own time? Maybe, but Maybe we never hear episode, it. I, I kind of think it would be hard to do that because you the know more the they know, yeah, the more they know, the worse they t- contaminate. Yeah, like 1920 Chicago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the Star Trek Discovery panel, and uh, it did its job. It sold Star Trek Discovery Season 3 for me. I was going to watch it, but now I am i can't wait to watch it. So, And whoever put that trailer together, excellent work. I don't know if they have trailer awards, but it, that guy deserves one. That woman deserves it's one. What, the trailer is, what, one minute, two minute, minute, half minutes long, 90 seconds? Maybe. But it felt like I saw enough information to ha- know half of a season or 
but without giving us too much. Exactly. Just just the hooks we needed to be like, okay, now I need to. I don't want I don't want Lower Decks to be over, but I can't wait for Discovery to begin. Yeah, and I'm sure if we've already looked on YouTube, somebody's broken this down frame by frame. Even I might do that later tonight (laughs) before the sun comes up. The next panel was Star Trek Deep Space Nine with series star Terry Farrell, Alexander Siddig, Armin Shimmerman, Nana Visitor, Sirach Lofton, and executive producer Iris Stephen Bear. Uh, I love these guys. I, I was I'm in the credits of that uh, Deep Space Nine documentary they just put nice. out. What we left behind. What we left behind, yes. And it's good they did it then before we lost uh, the two cast mates they were talking about, uh, Aaron Eisenberg and... Uh, Renee Aubergine. That's always hard for me to say. So, that, uh, what do you think about the Deep Space Nine panel? Um, I really enjoyed it overall. It was neat to hear hear them talk, especially the first first half. I'd say they really you, you can tell they're both of them or all of them are friends, mm-hmm. friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Shows that seven years working together, you actually build those good friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I actually was surprised. I surprised, not surprised, but you didn't have um, the captain on there. He doesn't do a lot of Star Trek stuff no. for some reason. Just, I think the last thing I saw him in was the captains with uh, okay. William Shatner. Yeah. He was playing the piano, and he seemed all kooky and wacky. Yeah, but they, they did make reference to him and talking about the filming of the one episode. Um, yeah, Far Beyond yeah. the Stars. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, that was a great episode. I liked uh, Sirik Lofton talking about that episode. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen that episode done in Deep Space Nine and maybe Buffy the Vampire Slayer where the main character wakes up and they're in the different reality that's supposed to be the real reality that's makes more sense than the reality we're used to. And I just I think they even have a Voyager episode of that. Oh, uh, which one is it? Oof. Remind me. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> in probably, probably somewhere in season three, four, or five. Eleven fifty nine. Harry wakes up back in San Francisco. That's right. And his girlfriend and everything. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's good. But he's still the same person. But it's but he remembers very it similar, all. Very, but he remembers yeah. it all. Now, is that the original Harry or the replacement Harry? The replaced Harry. Yeah, Harry died. Oh, spoiler alert! All Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked it because yeah, you're right. They all have this family feel. Like you can tell they're all friends. I, I imagine every single one of these panels like have a group text going. In my in my mind, anyway, um, I, I really like that uh, Alexander Sadig and Nana Visitor are still friendly, even though they used to be married, but they're not anymore. So, but they look like they still remain really good friends. I know they have kids together, but everybody yeah. seems to be good. Another thing about this panel is uh, Terry Farrell's in it, yeah. and uh, one of the things she said was she loved Spock growing up, and now she's married to Leonard Nimoy's son, Adam Nimoy. So I was like, how cool is that to like? Which she met while he was doing the do- Spock documentary, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I like that documentary too. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, it was nice to see them together talking about Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the validation of all their hard work was yeah. finally discovered by the fans. Yeah, I actually, like I, this was actually a lot more I found from that documentary actually, what mm-hmm. we left behind. And mm-hmm. I think it goes into deeper of that, but mm-hmm. it's like them saying like new younger fans – Girl, especially in the documentary, the young girls coming up to them and saying, "I want to learn science because I saw Jagzia," mm-hmm. um, and just uh, fans when they, they they know they made it when you have fans younger than the show mm-hmm. uh, come out and talk to them about the show. Uh, 
I I like the fact about Deep Space Nine where the uh, Nana Visitor and uh, Terry Farrell, uh, their characters were very strong women. They didn't. Yeah. It wasn't about what they looked like. It was about who they were, and they were beautiful yeah. also. But it wasn't about that. It was about their characters. Oh yeah, they did show them in scenes like uh, both in like lingerie type things. I think throughout the series, but overall, you saw them in their uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mirror Universe, of course, Mirror Mirror oh, Universe, yeah. Kira. Kira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Odd a word that. there for something. Okay, so uh, yeah, overall, I liked it, and it was nice to see everybody back together again, and it was nice to see them talking. And then we we they ended it well, a good portion of the end with them talking about the their fallen comrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rene Bergeron. They said he was prickly. That was the word. So I guess he was a jerk on set, but in a nice way. I've worked they with made people it like that. Sound like I kind of got the impression. I don't know much about him, but it made they made it sound like more that he was very much he got into character. He was when oh, he maybe. was on set. He was the character. His Odo was prickly, kind of. Come yeah, come and much. he, but he was also, I think, a trained actor. Like, yeah. So he he probably was very much like this is how we do it properly. You don't, and so. I have to say, watching all of Deep Space Nine, I never saw Rene Aubergeois. I always saw Odo. Fair enough. Even though I knew him from before, from like Benson and other things. And uh, yeah. what, Star Trek Six was it? I think he was in also. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I place that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but he he was always, I never doubted his work for a second. So yeah. and I think What was neat was um, Alexander Sadig saying that him and the two of them had never really done many scenes together. And, and I had never thought about that. Me neither. And then I was actually thinking it through and I go, I guess I remember a few times like when he became a human for a while. Um, I think he was in sick bay in one or two of the episodes or got scanned. Uh, but other than that, they didn't really do much together unless they were on all like the whole crew on the bridge together. A man alone, they interacted a little bit because there was a clone of Odo. And Bashir had to figure that out, right? Okay. And, uh, yeah, not much. But I never thought about it's, that. It's funny. I think you got 10 or 8 main characters. You think they'd all see each other on a daily basis or always be together. But, but they kind of did pair up, if you think about it. Uh, like, uh, O'Brien was always with uh, Bashir, or Bashir was always with Garrick, and Quark and Odo were always working together. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting, but it was nice to see more stuff. Yeah, it was nice to see them memorialize their friends. It was just a nice sweet panel, I think. It was nice to see everybody. So on Star Trek Day, you should have Deep Space Nine there. Uh, Anything more to say about Deep Space Nine panel? I think it was good. I was hoping they would announce that they're doing a movie or something. Yeah, I I want movies. I want a made-for-TV movie. Definitely Enterprise. Now that we lost actors, I have a hard feeling that we'll ever see. Yeah, can you do Deep Space Nine without Odo? I don't know hard yeah it'd be difficult you'd have to maybe some of the characters in a different thing in the same world but not deep space nine like a cg them in i could see them all introducing or doing cameos and everybody in other series yeah. if possible but uh, i can't wait for that the next panel was star trek strange new worlds all right and so here we saw was it anson mount mm-hmm. rebecca romaine Rom- yep I'm gonna get right. <laughs> ethan peck uh akiva akiva goldman, goldman. Henry Alonzo Myers, uh, Kayla Cooper, and Davy Perez. Yes. Ray. So those are all the people uh, responsible for the show: showrunners, writers, producers, and also the three main actors. Yeah. I'm excited for the Pike series. I'm excited. I really liked what they did with them in the series. 
Discovery. I think we kind of covered this a couple of weeks ago there, but they I really liked them. Um, really liked uh, Anson Mount. I really felt he had that superior feeling of mm-hmm. a captain, of a, a true captain. He feels like Pike. Yeah. And I feel like the other two will do really well. I actually really like her. I don't really know her for much, but Becker I really liked Rain. her. Wasn't she like a supermodel or something? I, I only know her really as uh, Jerry O'Connell's wife. Which is a whole other funny <laughs> yeah, aspect. Which they kept talking about. So and they, um, I don't know. I really liked this one because I felt like they. Well, actually, I did. I liked and didn't like this. I was really hoping for some tidbits about the series, but they mm-hmm. really didn't tell you much more than that they're going to do episodic with a small yeah. overall extending storyline. I liked. Well, really, they haven't filmed anything yet. They're just coming up with ideas, and with the pandemic, who knows when they're going to start filming? Because they can't even really. I guess they have the bridge set, but they can't really start production until they can work together, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did like that comment. They actually said he was able to help, I guess, push the series or help get the series made because we spent how many, how many tens of thousands of dollars to build the set. Yep. That's why they did some short treks and everything in it. And, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, I think it was uh, uh, Akiva Goldsman that said he uh, thought that um, Discovery was going to be a Pike series when it started. So yeah. it was his, it was his uh, influence to get Pike even in discovery and he fought for a Pike series from the beginning. So, and I like the That'd joke about the longest pilot to series um, <laughs> time span. That was funny. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but it's realistically maybe the end of 2021 beginning of 2022 before we see any yeah. of this. And this one's got a cap of five year series, I think, because it's his five year mission. Mm hmm. But five years in their world can be seven in ours. There's no if reason. If we wanted, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason why. Well, we also don't know what happened to number one, so she could have her spin off off the end. Yeah, and they mentioned that she, uh, the writers told her her backstory, and it's fascinating. I don't know what that could be. Any ideas? So, any cl- thoughts? Hopefully she's a Section 31 officer. <laughs> mm-hmm. She comes from something. Mm. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I as like, long as... Oh, I was going to say, as long as they don't try to do what they've already done with Discovery, like I, one of the things that bothered me is she became Spock's half or adopted sister kind mm-hmm. of thing because mm-hmm. they just tied it in just to tie it in, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you find out she's Kirk's long lost twin sister or something. <laughs> <I would. laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, it, you know, if they didn't do that, then we wouldn't have the Strange New Worlds. Fair enough. So, and. Uh, Again, I, I know I mention my daughter a lot, but she's just now starting to get into Star Trek, so I'm a very proud father. But she really likes The Cage. She's watched it, I think, more than anything else. So when she found out, when she was watching this panel, that this series is a series like based on the episode The Cage, she was very excited. Good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. But I thought it was neat. They could talk for 20 minutes and not really tell us anything. Yeah. So, but it was still fun to watch them. And uh, I liked, uh, th- this was the one where the creators got emotional, right? The writers and creators about uh, yeah, about the gravity the, of having like almost original Star Trek in their hands again. Yeah, I think it was, especially Akela, Keela Cooper. She she uh, seemed to really, I think this just being able to be a writer on Star Trek mm-hmm. from, um, I think it was very important emotional and for her to be able to say that she was able to do this because there has been african-american representation in in as far as actors go but uh behind the scenes not so much 
Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know the writers enough, especially mm-hmm. in the previous series, to know how many. But mm-hmm. um, like she grew up she was saying, she said she grew up watching Star Trek, so her I was a hero in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so neat to see. Yeah, it's full circle. I can't wait to see what they do. I'm 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 on board. I'm going to be there the minute it drops, three a.m. Why do they make us <laughs> stay up to three a.m. to watch these things? It's crazy. And- uh, at least I don't wait. Make you wait till eight p.m. Tomorrow. Yeah, the next day. I guess we're getting it early, but I still, I'm not going to go to sleep that night if there's Star Trek coming out. So 3 a.m. in 2022, I'll be there. Okay, so that was a good panel. I enjoyed it. Um, Star Trek, the original series was the next panel with George Takai. Takai. Yeah, and Rod Roddenberry and Will Wheaton sat there and listened to... George talk. Yeah, well, that was great. I mean, oh, yeah. I like Rod Roddenberry. Had a chance to meet him a few times. He seemed like okay. a really cool guy. Um, he's one of the when you go to the Star Trek conventions, he, he's always at his table and he's always just just happy to meet everybody. And he spends nice. so much time with everybody. And uh, I, got, I got pictures with him, with me and the daughter and everything. And uh, he seems really cool. He has his own Roddenberry podcast network. Where I don't know if you listen to any of those shows like Mission Law, Women at Warp, but they do a lot of good. Uh, he he runs a lot of good uh, podcasts. Tonight, actually, he was in. Um, have you heard of Sensar? I knew oh, just because you linked it to me. <laughs> oh, did you watch it? Yeah, not yet. Uh, he oh, it's really good. Uh, he had uh, Will Wheaton, his friend, okay. uh, guest star in their. It, basically, it's um, like Ready Player One. It's the virtual reality world, and everybody's an avatar walking around in virtual reality. And uh, they were playing the dating game, and Will Wheaton was the one trying to figure out if he was going to date Bachelor number one, Bachelor number two, or Bachelorette number three. So it, it was really entertaining. So that's what nice. they were doing tonight. So that's why I was a little bit late for the recording. Sorry about that. It's all good. Um, but uh, if you get a chance to watch that, it was really good. Will Wheaton playing the dating game. Nice. Yeah, um, I, I like them uh, talking to George. I, I I really wish there was more original series people there. Uh, yeah. Walter Koning's still alive and uh, aware. Will Sh- William, William Shatner. Shatner. But him and uh, George are not getting along right now. Yeah, so and I think I, I, I heard, yeah, I read somewhere prior to Star Trek Day that there was a lack of him and somebody else on the um, panels, mm-hmm. and it was guest because of it, current mm-hmm. conditions. So it's a shame that still, I guess, 54 years later, they're still not getting along. Yep. So Stuff who, happens. Who knows what it is? Because like, we really don't know these people's personal lives. We just know their personas yep. pretty much. Um, and I don't want to yep. think ill of any of my heroes. So I don't, I don't want to pick a side. It's like mommy and daddy fighting. Uh, George Takai, he had. I thought he had a pretty good story. I've heard most of his story before, but it's neat to hear it all in one place. I didn't hear this one before. Did you about the Errol no. Flynn thing? That was new to me. No, the I've heard him talk about uh, the internment camp stuff yeah. in the past. On Which his, he should um, talk about every chance he gets because yeah, and it's unbelievable. I didn't realize. I knew he was. Like, I know he's a gay actor mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I didn't realize he stayed closeted for so long. He mentioned like yeah. how long he did. Yeah. Um, well, so, and. But I get it. Yeah, hearing him talk about how his family was ushered out of their house at gunpoint for just looking the way they look, I understand him not coming out because during that time, the same thing could have happened to him. I mean, even today in some parts of the world, you could be killed for being who you are. So uh, 
it was good to hear him talk about it, and it was really good to hear uh, just see Will Wheaton. I I love him number one, and I just like uh, I like how he's genuine and kind, and he really loves to hear the stories that George was telling. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted more people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too bad because like also um, Uhura. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think she's in a she's healthy enough to be yeah, in the panel, which but is it's, sad. It'd be nice to see, like you said, a few of them, even if they're pre-recorded things. Well, I think yeah, the whole thing was pre-recorded. Maybe but they go to their home and do a little something, but then it wouldn't yeah. be as it wouldn't really be a panel because they wouldn't be interacting. I don't know. What do you do? And then, I, I, I'd still take it. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, maybe next year uh, Walter can be on the panel. Uh, are any of the writers still around? I don't know. DC's gone. D- okay. Yeah, I was going to say she was still around not too long ago. Yeah, but, but she passed away. So year, it, I, I guess it's going to happen. Uh, maybe they'll have a New Voyages <laughs> panel. That would be good. Um, the next one was uh, Star Trek Voyager. I really love this one. This was one of the ones that I thought, yeah, same thing. I thought this was a neat one. It was, I actually had the least interest almost in watching this one. Really? And that's probably one of the ones I enjoyed more. <laughs> okay, so who did we have in the Star Trek Voyager panel? Uh, Kate Mulgrew, of course, Robert Ricardo, Robert Duncan McNeil, Garrett Wang, Tim Russ, and Ethan Phillips. So we were missing... Uh, uh, we had a surprise guest. Oh, yeah, LeVar Burton popped his head in. That was yeah. really cool to see. Yeah, he directed a lot of those episodes. Yeah, I think they, I read he directed eight episodes mm. or something. And he was in one of them, I think. Uh, Possibly. Was it the one where they're in the future and it's froze? everybody's dead and frozen and Harry Kim is trying to save them all or something? What was it, it called? Be. I need I to rewatch Voyager again, apparently. Uh, well, I have been lately. For some reason, I'm just at night, I'm like, I go through all the series and I'm like, yeah, Voyager sounds good. Voyager sounds good. Nice. And then like nine of them play before I even think about it. Um, we're, we were missing uh, one of the Roberts. Chakotay. Chakotay. Yeah. I, I actually, anybody? Oh, he, he, recent, he recently said in an interview, I think that he probably would never do the Star, do Star Trek again, reprise really? the role. Robert Belton? Yeah. I think. We were missing Kess. So no Kess. And. And, and Jerry, Jerry Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Jerry Ryan. So, Which I'm surprised with her being on Picard. I thought she'd be on one of the two. One of the two, panels. right? I was expecting when she wasn't on Voyager, I was like, okay, she'll be on Picard. But then she wasn't. So, now I've heard whether it's true or not. I've heard her and Kate don't get along. I know for a long time they didn't. And well, Kate Mulgrew took responsibility for that and said she was in the wrong because uh, Jerry Ryan came on as, you know, the – a pretty new lady to get ratings and uh, Kate felt like she was being um, replaced almost. So there was like some jealousy there, but I think they get along now. Uh, did you see the That's panel good. where uh, Garrett Wang was uh, crying and talking about the conflict between the two? No, I actually never did. Yeah. So if you get a chance to look that up, he, he just broke down one time and cause nobody had heard of this before that. And uh, he had just said everything. <laughs> and so that was like a catalyst for my understanding for them to all get back together and okay. heal the wounds. So nice. I think they're all friends now. Yeah, it was neat. You listen to them. Actually, I felt like Garrett uh, was a, the one out, the outsider almost in this one. He mm-hmm. was, he's still definitely friends with them because they're talking, but mm-hmm. everybody else was definitely, oh yeah, I text with them daily or mm-hmm. I see them every time I'm in town and mm-hmm. where Garrett was kind of left out of it a lot in a lot of the conversation. But yeah, but Garrett and, and Robert Duncan McNeil are still friends. They do that podcast together. 
Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. The first Delta I heard of Flyers, it was. I think maybe. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'd listen to a few of that, but it's mostly behind a uh, Patreon paywall, I think. So you get like a short version of the podcast <laughs> and then you got to pay to get the old one, the whole one, which I might do. I don't know. That's I'm what not... you do once we have 10,000 fans. <laughs> <or more. laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Um, but, it's uh, neat to see how they've all aged. 25 years. Some of them look similar. Some of them look aged. Yeah. Uh, my daughter watched it with me again and she was like, they don't look like them. I'm like, it's been 25 years. You know, we have, we all have this disease where we age and they don't know how to cure it yet. So, but when, on the third time around, when I just listened to it, I pictured them as they were 25 years ago and they still sound the same and they seem the same. It's a shame that we all do age, but I guess it does yeah. happen. But I would still take 25 years older Voyager crew if they got a movie, if they did a, you know, a Picard kind of thing where, ooh, what could they do? Something about Janeway messing up the timeline for the final episode and they have to fix it or something. I I, I would not be surprised in Picard, especially with the 709 in there, to see a cross or some of them step in. I don't know if Tim, I know Tim Russ is not a lot in the, um, the fan um, movies and shows. Yeah, uh, they did a few, right? He he, so I, he wrote, produced something, directed one? Renegades, yeah, was it? Re I think it was Renegade, yeah. Okay. So I don't know once you start getting into that fan side if they if Paramount and, and CBS would really be yeah. open to you coming back or not. Yeah. I Well, I think it was one of those things where, okay, you guys are done. Whatever happened before, it happened, but, but now you're done. You can't make more Star Trek. That's not us. Yeah. So, and uh, of course, my daughter was excited to see him because he's the principal on iCarly, <laughs> Tim Russ. So, um, so when we meet him and get a photo op with him, that'll be like a dual purpose one. Nice. I really did like it. And, uh, I just like I said, I've been really loving Voyager lately again for I don't know why. I never disliked it, but I guess I go through cycles. It wasn't the one that you had the other one, so this was not as good as in my mind at the time, at least. It wasn't Next Gen or it wasn't DS9, so mm -hmm. it was just the other show that I'm going to watch mm -hmm. because it's got Star Trek in this title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I watched it. I, I, I loved watched it, it when it was on, and I think I did another rewatch that I was really into it, but then I, I go through different phases. But now I'm in a Voyager phase, Voyager and Enterprise phase. It's one or the other right now for me. Uh, so speaking the, of the next panel. Okay. I was just going to say the one thing about this one here was the fact that they, you can tell they've all stayed friends and they talk about the fact it's been 25 years and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like 25 years, mm -hmm. which it doesn't. <laughs> the Enterprise crew, uh, we had, yeah. of course, Scott Bakula, which I consider a close personal friend. He doesn't know me. And uh, <laughs> Linda Park. Still beautiful as always and awesome. John Billingsley, pretty cool. Dominic Keating, Anthony Montgomery, and Connor Trenier. So uh, we're just missing Jolene Blaylock, I think. I think so. That was it, right? Oh, and, and the pup. Uh, Porthos. He's I have probably. a plush Porthos. So, But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked their interaction. That's one thing about all these panels. They really all seem to still be families. Yeah. After all this time, which and, uh, makes my I guess heart happy. Probably because uh, most of them actors all do uh, conventions still. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they still get to see each other, and, mm -hmm. which helps. Yeah, you always see Connor Trenier and uh, Dominic Keating doing the thing. I wonder if that's where they got that in Lower Decks. I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, I really like seeing them, and that's another – Enterprise needs – I think every, every Enterprise fan wants them to have a proper ending. So if any series was going to get a you know, CBS All Access movie, it would be okay. Enterprise. 
That would be my vote. The fact they were able to get all of them means there's there's always a chance, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott would uh, redo it, I think. I think any of them would redo it. And I don't know about Jolene. I wonder what happened there. Maybe just uh, scheduling? Could be. But it's COVID. So what are people doing? Never know. You never maybe know. She did, she maybe she did in fit in as well. Vacation in France or something. Uh, now, to me, this one felt it was good, but it felt like it was very much a love fest about Scott. How great, which not going to argue it, but it was definitely a good portion of it was them talking about him. My first big success in podcasting was the Quantum Leap podcast. And I've had the luxury of, inter- of interviewing writers, producers, creators of Quantum Leap. And Every single interview from the creators, the writers, the producers, the actors, the guest stars, the production people, the stunt people, the first five minutes of every interview is how awesome Scott is. That's that's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> one of my first questions when I interviewed Scott, because I that was my like 40th birthday present to from the universe to me, was I got to interview Scott Bakula. And nice. being a Star Trek fan, a fan of Star Trek Enterprise, and of course a huge fan of Quantum Leap, when he called me, I had uh, his action figure on my desk in front of me while I was on the phone with him with all my recording equipment set up. But one of the questions I asked him was about how everybody just uh, gushes about how of amazing, kind, genuine, giving, hardworking person that he is. And I asked him uh, if, if he did that... Um, if he did that because he's that way or if he did it because he thought um, that was the way an actor was supposed to be or if, if it was true, you know, basically. And uh, he said the reason he is uh, kind to everyone and cares about everyone and wants everybody to feel like they matter is because they do matter and that if everybody feels important as they are and not like disregarded that they do a better job so it's better for the whole show. That makes sense. So I I think it's true. I think if there's one good guy out there, it's him. Good to know. He seems like uh, that's one of those, uh, what would Scott Bakula do? You'd get a bracelet (laughs) or something. Um, But they did talk a lot about how good he is. But, you know, how can you not? It was good to see Linda Park. She did look like she didn't age hardly at all. No. And I actually liked to, they got, they did talk about some of the episodes of the the Mirror mirror episode. Yeah. And um, Mirror Darkly in Mirror Darkly. Yeah, yeah. A couple poor Connor saying he, he <laughs> did a did a pirate accent or something in the in the one take, and the guy's like, "Cut, cut, print." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no!" And he had to do it the rest of the time. That's the yeah, first time three, I heard that story. Yeah, and that was he's like, "I had to do that for three weeks." I'm like, oh, <laughs> poor guy. So now I want to watch those again and just watch them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're talking about Linda because she and I, so her and Will Wheaton kind of talked on there because mm-hmm. about, about that, being the youngest. They're both the, the kids, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize so was, she was that young. I knew she looked she, young, but, you know, I figured she was just young looking. Oh, yeah. You could be, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was neat to see her. Um, actually, in that, I don't know those actors as well, so it was neat oh, really? to actually see them talk. Okay. I'm I'm pretty obsessed with Enterprise. I don't, probably because I like Scott Bakula. Fair enough. But, uh, but that's one of my favorite Star Treks. They're all my favorite, so it's hard to rank them at all. But uh, I was, I was happy to see Scott was there. Because when yeah. when the captain of a s- series isn't there, it's like, uh, like why? That's, what else? That's are you what doing I said about DS9, right? On Star Trek Day, yeah, Avery Brooks, yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? But uh, when you when you see them there, it makes you feel happy. I think. Fair enough. So that's my request: uh, Star Trek Enterprise movie or 
one more season. I, I'll buy a ticket. Yep. Uh, take my thirteen ninety nine right now. You just did, I think. I got an alert on my phone. Okay. Um, the next panel was Lower Decks. Lower Decks. So, so who was on that one? So we had Tawny Newsome, Jack Quaid, Noel Wells, Eugene Cordero. And series creator, Mike McMahon. McMahon. I like Mike McMahon. He seems like a cool dude. He does. He I've seen him like in one the Comic-Con and now this one. Yeah. And so. He seems like one of us. I, I like the that um, like they have uh, on CBS All Access, they have little short uh, videos of uh, behind the scenes of Lower Decks. And he like says different Easter eggs that were in there and different things. That's where I found out about Deep Space Nine being in the episode that okay. I missed on, on the last one I, we talked about. I will say uh, his just overall, he felt he actually seems almost like a giddy kid. The, the fact that he gets to make a Star Trek. Yeah. He, which he, I think all of us are very feel. I think he's one of us is what I'm trying to say. So, and I really like what he's doing with the series. Uh, it was, for me, this was one of my favorite panels as well, just because uh, to see the chemistry between the voice actors. Like, they all seem to be like real, like, because we were, in the other panels, we've seen the actors reminiscing about the good old days, but this series, they're actually in the good old days right now. And, and they're really filming it, that. as far as I understand, like, a zoom meetings almost yeah partly. Uh, what were they and saying they go in the closet and uh jack quaid was like uh, that closet that's where i record yeah so um, so it was funny because they they all um ousted him and kind of throw out the thing they ignore him yeah, and the they were treating him like boimler they yeah. were they were intentionally so, excluding him that was so it was really i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed the whole feel of this they were friends they mm -hmm. were like new friends i guess but they mm -hmm. were they're young, they're kids in a way. It's like they all love each other already. Yeah. And I, I think they know they're in for, you know, seven years of, and then 45 years of doing panels about the seven years. And it's animation. So, I mean, South Park, um, Simpsons, oh, yeah. uh, Family Guy, they go 20 years. And while we could even why can't could lower decks. bring it back. Yeah. Why can't Lower Decks go 20 years? Why not? True. I mean, There's... if any, any of the series, they got the best shot. They're a neat thing that they talking about it. They are, um, I guess, really enjoying the show. And they said, like, the next, the, like, we're going to hit the back five now, starting, mm -hmm. the, I guess, tomorrow. And yeah. they, oh, and yeah. they are, they, they all said when they're talking about their favorite episodes, they're pretty much all talking about episode eight, episode six, mm -hmm. episode. So the big news, we haven't talked about the big news, the big spoiler we found out in this panel. Uh, I'll let you talk about it. It was a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, Q, uh, John Delancey. Yeah, so we have we have Q coming up in episode I think eight actually. So eight. Uh, oh, so not six or seven. So three weeks from now. No. Two I think weeks it's episode from now? eight. They mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope so. I hope they don't skip a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have Q. They said, but they made it sound like he's you almost a blink and you miss it. So yeah, I a... heard that. Now I don't know if that was an intentional mislead, because if they yeah. get John Delancey and the you know internet's buzzing like. Uh, uh, that besides the discovery trailer, which seemed to be on every feed and every social media network everywhere, like instantly yeah. discovery trailer. Uh, the next thing I saw was Q everywhere, animated Q. Yeah, and they and they threw him in that trailer for the back half, so mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. snippet. So if he's a if he's a blink and you miss it, and he's already in the trailer, that's kind of seems like a very. Wasted. I would be disappointed. Yeah. So if it and but, if it's like one joke and it's all based on Q. And it was spoiled here, then I would be sad too. So I hopefully so, he has something to do with this, this the episode. 
So they did say something in, um, I guess it was a Strange New Worlds one with Rebecca, because um, her and Jerry are married. He wasn't on this one, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah, kind of surprised so me. Yeah, we're missing him. Who else were we missing? Yeah. Well, uh, the lot, captain. The captain. Um, so they went with the, they actually went with the Lower Decks crew on this. Yeah, one. the Lower Decks. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. So, so uh, but they mentioned, she kind of joked, but they mentioned the joke of um, doing a crossover at some point in time. Hmm. And it, it made Cuba, me actually think, when watching these actors, I'm going, all these actors could play their characters. Hundred percent, and I think they mentioned that um, uh, Jack Quaid had a Boimler's body, or vice versa. Uh, and he, said, he goes, except for the purple hair or something. Yeah, the three purple hairs right there. Um, <laughs> so it would be neat because I know I've never, never seen the the cartoon do a live action, but you've seen the live actions do a cartoon episode. Right, uh, uh, the original series. Right. Uh, I guess original series did cartoons. I'm just also thinking um, Farscape. They did an episode where half the episode they were cartoon. That characters. was great, they, like uh, Looney Tunes style. Yeah. yeah so we we there's precedent to go cartoon, but what about doing cartoon to real? So you well, got mentioned Roger could... Rabbit. So that that's his idea. And my yeah. only thought about that was it was awesome to hear them mention it and him trying to pitch it. But now that he put it out there, uh, we're expecting it. Yeah, and but maybe it's less likely to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm hoping, totally for it. So if there's a transporter, say there's a transporter a... malfunction and like <laughs> uh, an animated character transports and the actual actor is on, I guess it would be um, Strange New Worlds. And then the Strange New Worlds character would be animated or if how would they do that? I don't know. I really don't. I'd be really curious, but that'd be a season three or four, five kind of yeah, story arc. Road. But well, yeah, because uh, Strange New Worlds would have to be in production at least a season. Because they're not going to like episode nine of Strange New Worlds. Yay, we're having we'll, a cartoon. We also have a hundred year time difference or 70 year time difference between the shows. So, Okay. So, so maybe to... it's that whole, you know how uh, the theory our universe is just a hologram or reflection of a real universe or something? I just figured we're all in the holodeck. Well, yeah, the simulation theory. I believe that more than anything. But um, maybe there's a, another one reflection of the universe that's animated or something. Temporal anomaly. I'm sure they can write one line and we'll buy it. Of course. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. The not, care, not somebody got pulled into a computer screen and they're animated in the computer screen. Who would you like to see crossover? Would you like to see like both crews have to have to work together and like, uh, like almost like yesterday's Enterprise, where like. <laughs> That'd be neat. Yeah. Um, I guess it would have to be the main two, Tawny and Jack, have to yeah. be the ones you see. Yeah. But, oh. But, uh, hmm. They could all really play themselves. Yeah. I mean, Tindy Painter Green, right? Yeah, I was actually surprised she looked. I don't know. I don't know much about Noelle Wells, but she looked young. I was like, wow, she mm. actually she's not. She's well, thirty three, but she. Really? I thought as soon as I saw her, I was like, wow, she looks young. She looked too young for me to have a crush on, but now that I know she's thirty three, crush initiated. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed pretty cool. Um, I like everybody from them, so I would like to see uh, the whole crews interact. I guess. Yeah, so I was enjoy. I enjoyed that panel a lot. That was yeah. actually probably the funner ones. Probably, well, because of their camaraderie and their fun they're having, and also that's the current Star Trek on right now, and we're seeing the panel, and uh, I just love that one. So that was great. Um, no. the next one was actually two combined. Star Trek Picard and Star Trek The Next Generation. So we had Will Wheaton, Jonathan Frakes, and... Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, thoughts on this one? 
It was good. Um, I actually wish they would have done with two panels. Mm-hmm. I think both with shows deserve their own panel. Somewhere. And, I, um, I like what they did. This was very much about uh, Picard. Mm-hmm. The, basically a lot about Patrick Stewart, actually, if anything. Mm-hmm. Almost like and they then, skipped next gen. Yeah. And they're still all around, and they still do all the touring circuits, the, you know, the, the cons. So I was surprised because I would have loved to see a next gen one. I think a lot of the, like the fact we had LeVar Burton jump into one means he was available probably. Right. Um, Why didn't they have yeah. a next gen one? That's not so, the only thing that was missing from the panels of to, that today, but uh, next gen was really missing. I mean, it's great to have uh, Wesley, Picard and Riker together. Yeah, it was neat because I got other, to hear five other people. Oh, yeah. And you could it have threw in to... John Delancey. Ooh. Because you know he's around. Did you ever see them on their uh, reunion tour? I was able to go to, they got together and they toured the world, but uh, I saw them in Orlando and everyone was together, uh, the main seven uh, and Will Wheaton and John Delancey and Denise Crosby all together on stage. You could get the photo op with all of them, but I think it was like stupid, you know, like three months rent kind of price or something. I'll take my money. (laughs) But, uh. So I only got pictures with the ones that I hadn't gotten pictures with before that. But it was great to see them all together on stage and everything. So that was that was something that was really missing, I think. I thought so, too, because Next Gen is really the one that brought, I think, a lot of people to that mm-hmm. generation of Star Trek. Why do you think so. they were kind of snubbed almost? I don't know. I really don't. I'm thinking maybe... It seemed better on paper. Maybe they or they had their three-hour block, and this so eight panels is all they're going to fit. And for some reason, Next Gen was the one that didn't fit. That they could squeeze it with Picard. I don't know. Well, I could but. see them. The reason they're having the like Strange New Worlds, um, Lower Decks, is to promote what's coming out. Discovery to promote yeah. what's coming out. A lot of the Discovery crew wasn't there too, which I'm sure all those guys would have jumped on. Oh yeah, they only call. did the two. Like, well, I guess they're making book a main character. Yeah. So forward, and Sonequa was only on there f- to introduce. Yeah. Ah, it's weird. See, I was so excited. Now I feel cheated. But the um, I felt this panel though was good. Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart always great to hear him talk. Mm-hmm. I my I thought watching Picard, he looked a little bit older, but mm-hmm. I thought that panel he looked. You could see his aging now. Yeah. Well, in Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart only looks old from the front, from the back. His um his stand-in does not look as old. <laughs> like he the, from the front, he's like running slow, and then the back, he's, you know, uh, the that's a continuity thing. Uh, maybe that was why Lavar Burton stuck his head in because he wasn't invited to the panel. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. So hmm. I don't know. I was I was like I said, I was a little sad, but it was great to hear them their story. Um, All that aside, I really liked how much they loved each other and they tell each other that they love each other. Yeah. That's true. And then uh, talking about him directing and Jonathan, Jonathan mm-hmm. Frakes, I never knew, I never even put together that he did the Fistful of Data's episode. No, oh, uh, Patrick Stewart did that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, I'm sure I heard this, it, but I never remember. So that was a new story for me to hear, which mm-hmm. was nice. Yeah, and, and about the lighting. I didn't know that they shot that at night with artificial lighting. It looked all daytime to me. Yeah, it was neat because he, I would always thought, um, he was the senior officer, so you assume Jonathan would be taking lead from him, but he actually said he took lead from Jonathan Frakes mm-hmm. or, for that. So yeah. that's neat, to, and he's the one that pushed him towards directing. Yeah, so which is great, and uh, Jonathan's a great yeah. director. It was great to see Jonathan Frakes in Picard. Yeah. Hopefully we see him again. 
And it was, it was nice neat. to I never that. realized that that was a the kind of a little hidden thing they've recorded. They didn't let that really be known that he was going to be in that mm-hmm. final episode. That was a surprise to me. It, it seemed leading up to it that it would be the Borg Cube and, and Seven of Nine that saved the day at the end. But that like last minute it was re- replaced with Jonathan Frakes almost. Um, and it was it was uh, interesting to hear the whole story about how he did it and how it was like a green screen and just one little tiny chair and stuff because it looked real. I mean, it looked like he was on a redress bridge of maybe, uh, you know, Strange New Worlds uh, deck uh, Enterprise. Well, he was filming Discovery in Toronto, they said. So mm-hmm. somebody came up and fitted him for a uniform and they recorded it. Yeah, I, I think it worked out good. Yeah. Um, it, it reminded me of uh, how they uh, I think uh, Leonard Nimoy was in the last uh, Star Trek uh, Kelvinverse movie where they just went to his home and put a green screen behind him. <laughs> He's Beastbock one last time, please. He's like, well, that was perfect because yeah. he passed not that long after. Yeah. Uh, but that was, what actually really threw me for a loop on this one was the Will Wheaton kind of t- conversation because mm. they it, that actually got really emotional. It mm-hmm. actually was a good final episode, final panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Will Wheaton's honesty and genuineness and willingness to talk about his struggles in his life and just be open. And, you know, a lot of us, we have this facade, like everything's great. Everything's fine. And then we're crying in the shower or whatever, a normal human thing. But he's like, yeah. you know, today I'm having trouble with this today. I'm having trouble with that. Today's a good day. And I, I like that. He thanked them for being there for him and being his family. And yeah, I would agree. And he's actually a neat one because I would have almost said Will Wheaton fell off the face of the earth after um, Star Trek Next Gen mm. and didn't really hear anything about him. And I'd say in the last 10 years, he's maybe reinvented himself or mm-hmm. built that the podcast, built the social media behind himself. And, I, yeah, I follow him on everything. And, yeah, uh, and I'm actually, I enjoy him. Like he's not, he's, he's a guy that you want to see more of. Mm-hmm. So. He's uh, and he got a lot of hate over the years from the he. I think he was one of the original targets of toxic fan community. Uh, people for some reason hated Wesley. He, I think he's about my age, so he was my window into next gen because I was like, oh, if that kid can be on the bridge, I can be on the bridge. So yeah, I would agree. I, I liked him because I was a kid when I watched it. So exactly, hey, it worked. They they got us to watch, didn't they? Yep. They made fans for life. We kind of like so. it. Um, the the one and any more to say about. Nope. Uh, Picard next generation panel, we'll call it. That's what they're calling it, right? <laughs> All, yep. The the uh, other the only thing to me was missing, and I don't know if this is a CBS slash Paramount thing or just uh, a hate for the Kelvin verse, but there was no 2009 panel. There was no. That's true. I mean, nobody. It wasn't even yeah. mentioned. I think. And and there's rumors came out just a few weeks ago that their Star Trek Four movie is actually in talks now. Again? Yeah, More? again. Which one? <laughs> well, another Chris Pine. Um, well, yeah, so. but I mean, like, are they doing the time travel one with his dad? Or are they do- they're not doing the no idea. R-rated <laughs> one? They might be doing something totally different. I I literally don't know. I just know I read last week or two ago that they something had come out that apparently again. Hmm. Is there anything other than the, the Kelvin timeline that they ignored? I don't think so. Uh, animated series? Yeah, which is kind of covered but, with the... Original series, but, I guess. No, I, th- I think they covered it all. The only thing is, like you said, miss- missing people. I felt mm. like they had a lot of they have a lot of people, but they're missing a lot of people that I would have thought you'd yeah. see. And I think we're one of the fan communities that if they had nine hours of panels, we would watch nine hours of panels. 
Yeah, some of the panels, some panels almost felt shortened. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, all right, we got to cut this short. And I'm like, the thing just started. Mm-hmm. It was it was edited very well. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was edited a little too tight. Like all of them were just like, uh, like you could tell they took a lot of beats out. Just to maybe for those people that listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed. Just, okay. I don't know. It just seemed like boom, 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 boom. And then there'd be five minutes. Well, luckily there was that five minutes of trivia so you could go pee or get something to eat uh, before the next panel started. So that was good. But it was weird that they rushed the panels and then had intermissions. So I don't know. But it was their first time doing this. I think they did. Overall, I'd give them an A. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> what's your rating Maybe. on the Star Trek oh. Day panels? I didn't even know we were going to do this, but I just thought of that. Don't. Uh, if I had to do an overall, I'd probably say about a six. Really? Six out okay. of ten. Just because of people there, missing, right? I think there is like two or three that were eight nines, and I think there were a couple that were around fives. And mm-hmm. so, how could you do it without Jerry Ryan? I don't know. I actually feel bad. The next gen cast, really. There's a lot of yeah. I would listen to them for two hours. And we know, like, they've shared pictures on social media just last year, a birthday or whatever. Everybody was there. Yeah, but they're Jonathan. all together, all with their masks and, on. They hang out yeah. all the time. Uh, Will Wheaton wasn't there. <laughs> he's always, he's always like, not at the party. And I always <laughs> wanted to comment on the picture, like, hey, guys, why didn't you, you invite me? You know, I'm right here. They all live there, you know. I don't know. But, so, it's, you know, they could all have got, probably gotten most of them. But. Who would say no on Star Trek Day? And you know this is all pre-recorded, so it's mm-hmm. not like they had to record it yesterday or right. the day before. It could be, this, okay, we'll had... all get together on the 13th. Okay, we'll all get together on the 15th, yeah. yeah and it's so. a Zoom call. Literally, you can do it from anywhere. That's even when we say the TOS there with William Shatner and George. Like, okay, I get that they may not want to do one together, but they could, I could have had something with everybody. Even I would really need to see where they did just a montage, like a one-minute montage of just going through all the different characters saying, mm-hmm. like, Happy Captain or Happy Star Trek Day. Just do as many of the actors as they could have. In a world where things are happening the way they are and, and that public feud that's going on between the difference of opinions and memories between George and William Shatner, I would have loved to see if I, if I wrote reality. I'm not in charge of reality. But if I wrote reality, I would love to see that moment of them making up and coming together. Because they, let's face it, they don't have that much time left. I mean, maybe they do, but who knows? Or different opinions, still be in the same room, right? Yeah. Same or, panel. Or still uh, share an affection for each other's work or something, or, yeah. or the love for what gave them their career for the most part. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I did see there's three of years them left, ago. right? Well, four, technically. Yeah. A few years back, I went to, saw William Shatner live, did a stand-up. Oh wow! It was, actually, it was actually really, really good. I mm-hmm. was my friend bought tickets, and he's like, "You want to go?" I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> it, was and that his one man show? Didn't yeah? He stood stood up there and talked for like two hours, and it was take my money. Yeah, funny, um, and just awesome. Like so much history, so much knowledge. Wow! You realize he is more than Star Trek. Yeah. That he is Star Trek. And he keeps, and he kept throwing in the price, the price line. Um, <laughs> Priceline.com. He must have made a lot of money with that. Yeah, I don't know if he, because he still. I've seen him even on a recent interview, and he threw that in there somehow. And I was <laughs> like, are you do it now just for the 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 fun, the joke. Mm-hmm. Or? That's somebody who reinvented himself uh, big time. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to see him. 
I'm sure they asked everybody. How could they have not asked everybody? So you got to assume people that weren't there said no. But uh, then no, you, you would think, available. sorry to interrupt you, oh, no. but you would think, well, how would they say no? So it's one of those confusing things. Yeah. Like, and why would they, they may... leave out Jolene Blaylock? Why would they leave out Jerry Ryan? Jennifer the only thing Lee. I can always wonder if it's a money thing. Some of them. They want they money. Like, their rep- money. maybe it didn't even get to them. Maybe it went to their representatives and they were like, yeah, 5000 yeah. And they're like, no, we're doing this because it's, you know, free and start uh, 5000 or well, whatever their price is, whatever their fee yeah. is. That could have been a thing. And then you also, maybe after the fact, they realized that everybody else signed on and it was too late or. Now I want to see a documentary on the making of the Star Trek panels. So yeah. what we need is to see ne- what happens next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this year they know what's up. So they know what to expect for next year. Do you think, one, if, if there will be a post-pandemic, I don't know. Is there a post-pandemic up there yet? Or is it still pandemic? We're going backwards, I think. Oh, really? Okay. No, not not at the rate you are, but. <laughs> I can't leave the house. I can't leave the house. It's been six months. They, I just read today they're closing nightclubs again and bars hmm. or banquet halls, I think. Banquet halls, like for weddings. Banquet halls, and yeah, they were doing weddings, but it was—it's a joke. You, you, I think you could have the giant banquet hall and have thirty people there or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're not—we're not supposed to have more than what is it, six people together? Yeah, which just slows down the spread anyway. But do you? Th- well, if there is a post-pandemic, do you think they're going to go back to uh, Comic Con, or do you think they'll have their own Star Trek Con like they do in Las Vegas, or do you think it's going to be Zoom from now on? I kind of hope all of the above because um, I've done conven- – I actually have never been to a science fiction convention. Really? I've been to conven- you? No, I, I was actually going like to go to one this year. You're the science fiction person I know. I've never gotten around to it. It's always – I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go next year. I'll mm-hmm. go. And then just never made it to a science fiction one. Um, but one of my buddies wants to go to one, and I was like, well, let's go to one this year. And then COVID. <laughs> so – did you? They do. They do a pretty big one in Vancouver every year. They actually do a few different ones in Vancouver every year. So, I wanted to go uh, to LTX, the Linus Tech Tips Canadian Tech guy. He had a, he has a convention up there. Okay. So did you go? Did you hear about that? I did not, but it's mm-hmm. funny enough. I I know who he is from the videos, but mm-hmm. don't. And I watch him. I actually watch mm-hmm. him oh, often. All the time. But um, a local computer store went out of business mm-hmm. about a year or two ago, um, called NCIX Netlink mm-hmm. Computers. That's where he actually made a start. Wow. So we went. So that's right so, by there. Yeah, it's right out of uh, just out of Richmond, I guess. Okay. No, right, right where I'm Vancouver acting is. like I know where that is. Canada is right just, next to. There's a right line next to in Vancouver. Canada. <laughs> Yeah, but um, he worked started there. Well, we went to they did it. They went bankrupt, so they had a a whole auction. So I went down and wandered through their warehouses to see if we wanted to buy anything at auction. And he was in there walking around filming. Oh, so so you met him? I said hi as he walked by me in the room with him. Uh, I actually got to say hi because he wanted to walk by me, but basically, hey, and just kept going. (laughs) Now you're even cooler in my eyes because you've met Linus Sebastian. But um, yeah, no, the. I totally lost my train of thought. The uh, LTT, uh, conventions. Uh, conventions, Star Trek conventions, so, sci-fi conventions. So I've, I go used to go to a computer one down in Vegas every year. Okay. Uh, what is that called again? I, it's I, called DEF CON. DEF CON, um, okay. So it's a, they call it the largest hackers convention. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a computer security, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of – with a, more of a hacking point of view. Did you go for work or just for fun? Fun. Oh, cool. Every year. I went for, I think, 11 years in a row or 10 years So you years go to conventions, row. you just don't dress up like a princess from uh, no. Mario or something. But I happened to be down there the year that they were shutting down the Star Trek experience. Did you go? And so, 
I went. So it was literally the Star Trek experience was shutting down the following the following week was the, the Star Trek convention, and then the experience shut down when that ended. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm doing it, and I'm paying the extra hundred bucks. And I'm doing the behind the scenes. I did the whole thing. I have. Do you, did you sign the book? Uh, yeah, I think so. Do you have their certificate? I do have the certificates. I have a picture of me on the bridge. I did the whole thing. But we'll have to save that for another show. I think we'll do a show on uh, Star Trek Experience. I loved it. I never flew before in my life, but I flew to Vegas. And I was like, as long as I make it there, if I don't make it back, that's fine. Because I went to Star Trek The Experience. But of course I made it back, but it was was awesome. But to your original question Mm -hmm. uh, after the the COVID, after everything. um, Post-play. One of the things, yeah. Like stuff like Comic Con, I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Can't always make it, um, and so the best I've ever had is review reviews of panels, or some some of them make it onto YouTube, depending on the oh, panel. Yeah. And for a very short time, some some of them. So you got to watch them right away or get. Yeah, and it would be really nice to see them. Maybe either behind. Well, they made you a paywall for sure, but it'd mm-hmm. be also just even the option that you know a week after they start putting the panels up. I've I've actually been on panels for Quantum Leap and stuff. Um, at Dragon Con, uh, Dragon Con's a big one. Uh, I know the name. Uh, that's uh, Georgia, and uh, living in Florida, it's great for conventions because we have Mega Con and all, Super Con, all kinds of cons. So usually about every three months, there's a big con down here. And we luck out here. There's usually a big one in Seattle or two. How far are you from Seattle? About, depending on how long the border takes to cross, but other than that, it's about a two-hour drive. <laughs> two-hour drive. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. The border is anywhere from five minutes to five hours. Conventions are fun because, like, you walk by somebody and they're in Starfleet uniform, you know they're cool. <laughs> you know? And you know you could stop and talk like we are talking about stuff yep. we love. So, that and it, it, this is a whole bunch of people together. Because, uh, like, at least for me, people like me, when I go places, I very rarely can interact with people that are like-minded. But when I go I to a you. convention and people are dressed like you know, a Gaould or a Wraith. I know we can talk for an hour and just sit down and, and share, share a drink together or something, you know? So no, that's, and I think that's even part of the reason never going to convention when I was younger is you, um, you, you've almost learned to hide your Star Mm -hmm. Trek Mm -hmm. to the world because, or your nerdness or, but now being a nerd or being a geek is cool. So yeah, we inherited the earth. Finally. Awesome. Finally. (laughs) It's the end times, right? Apocalypse 2020. But uh, yeah, we, you could walk into a room looking like uh, Brad Boimler wearing pink sunglasses and half and half leather jacket and all that. And people would be like, wow, that's so cool. And you even get people asking you, where did you buy it or did mm-hmm. you make it yourself? How did you make it? Wow. Yeah. Hey, we both knew who Linus Sebastian is. So that's something. And you met him. Totally jelly. Briefly. Okay. So final thoughts on Star Trek Day 2020. Hope they do a 2021. Me too. Uh, I've always celebrated Star Trek Day. Uh, some years I've forgotten and celebrated it the next day um, because it's not on the calendar yet, but hopefully it will no. be soon. But, Patrick, but um, Captain Picard Day is the one that I always think of. When I think always. Star Trek. We always celebrate Captain Picard Day. We make, we make um, paper crafts. We uh, take out all the action figures. We, we watched the Pegasus episode with, with Captain Picard Day in it, so... That one I never miss, but uh, I'm glad the rest of the world is catching on to this being a holiday. So we, we have to come up with geeky traditions. So like around Christmas time, they have a tree and a pole for Festivus. What can we uh, decorate and do for Star Trek Day for the whole month of September? I don't know. 
<laughs> a war pour. War pour. Build a war pour. In the corner of the house. It's an idea. I'd buy one. My wife would probably kick me out, but yeah. Ah, yes. That's the best thing about being a single guy is you can do the silliest things and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'll, I'll, I'll live envious of you. And I will live envious of you, sir. Okay. Well, happy Star Trek Day 2020, and thanks for joining happy me Star and Trek talking day. about it. Uh, it was really fun just uh, enjoying the day and then enjoying talking about it with you. Sounds good. And everybody listening and watching, what did you think about Star Trek Day? Did you have any thoughts on the panels? Do you have anything to add to the conversation? Something we missed? Something we got totally wrong? Let us know in kind comments below. Well, thank you for uh, joining me, Brent. Oh, you're welcome. I guess now I'm a recurring character. You are. You are my default default. Is that a thing? Perfect. I'll take it. If if not, then yes, Brent. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Don't know what that says about me, but I'll go with it. <laughs> uh... It means you're really cool and fun to talk to. Um, thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so uh, until next time, I'm Albie. Well, I'm Brent. Live long and prosper. Ma- maintain course. <laughs> thank you for listening to Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast. Please support the show by going to patreon.com slash trekaholic. Send written or audio feedback to trekaholicpod at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 305-707-TREK. That's 305-707-8735. And don't worry, no one will pick up. It's only for voicemail. Visit our website at trekaholic.com for more information. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is not affiliated in any way with CBS or Paramount. I'm your announcer, Zoe Dean. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast is a Baron Space production.